Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Beat. This is our second special of the current season and is a slight departure from our usual subject matter. Here on the Crypto Factor, we welcome a select panel to hear about cryptocurrency and its growing market in football, with Arsenal one of eight Premier League clubs involved at some level. We will hear from Rob Harris, the global sports correspondent for the Associated Press, Joey Durso, investigations writer at The Athletic, BBC News cyber reporter Joe Tidy, and Peter Hoss, Vice President of Arsenal Denmark. Before we discuss how cryptocurrency and football became bedfellows, let's start by learning just what the term means and what the world of cryptocurrency entails. Here, Joe of the BBC offers the perfect insight for any newcomers to this sometimes baffling industry. So if we look at cryptocurrency in general, um, it all started about 10 years ago when an anonymous person named Satoshi Nakamoto um, although people think that could be an individual and it's probably not, that's, it could be an individual or a group and that's probably not a real name. Uh, they published this white paper for a digital currency called Bitcoin. And it was based on this brand new, incredible technology called the blockchain, which meant that every transaction was um, logged and published on, on the internet. And uh, it's all held on a public ledger called the blockchain. Um, and since then, of course, Bitcoin has sort of bumbled along for the best part of 10 years, being a bit of a niche nerdy thing. And now the last probably year and a half, it's become a real mainstream um, talking point and lots of people are investing in it. And then there's loads of other different cryptocurrency coins as well. And then there's other products based on the blockchain technology, for example, NFTs are starting to starting to emerge in the last kind of six months to a year as well. Um, and of course, we are now seeing lots of different industries think, hang on a minute, there, there, there's, there's money to be made or engagement to, to be had in this world. The reason why people got so excited about it and part of the reason why real kind of crypto evangelists are so excited is because um, it's a decentralized currency. So at the moment, if you look at, for example, the British pound, you have organizations and institutions like the Bank of England, which kind of run and, and, and maintain that as a currency. Then you've got all the banks who kind of hold lots of the money and they're kind of in charge, really. Um, and there's lots of rules and regulations around who spends what where and you can't do this that there and the other whereas with something like bitcoin or dogecoin or ether whatever crypto cryptocurrency you want to use um there's no one in charge so the idea is that anybody can become a, a holder of these cryptocurrencies you just have to either buy some or mine it which is a sort of digital process uh whereby you you help maintain this public ledger this blockchain and then as a reward you get given back some coins um and then you have your wallet and that's all on the on the internet there's no physical coins there's no physical kind of um process at all and then i can send my money um at, to any other wallet i wish um with 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 uh with no kind of rules and another reason why people like this idea is because there's no um, uh, remittance fees in terms of if I were to send some money, for example, from this country to another country, there will be a, a block fee, whereas there is a fee, of course, when you when you send Bitcoin, but um, it's nowhere near as much as it could be if you did it through uh, cross border um, through traditional methods. So that's the reason why people are excited. Um, but the reason why people are worried about cryptocurrency and the reason why a lot of regulation um, is being called for is because of this decentralized nature. And because no one's in charge, it means that um, companies can pop up 
and they can start running products and they can start um, creating their own coins with no oversight. So for example, there have been some horror stories this year. So there was a really nasty case um, about three, four months ago where someone decided to start a coin uh, like Bitcoin, but it's called, they, they call any, any coin that isn't Bitcoin, you call it an altcoin. So there's, you know, and there's literally thousands of them. Anyone can start one, anyone, you know, a bit of technology, technological knowledge and you're, you're there. So someone started a coin called Squid Game um, and it went viral and people thought, oh, this is great. You know, this is obviously not to do with Netflix, but it's something that's going to go up in value. Why don't we all invest in it? And then the, watch the price soar and then we can make money or whatever. Um, and they they did what they call an initial coin offering where they say, right, here you go, everyone. This is this is the latest and greatest coin. Buy it here. And then they disappeared with all the money. So I think it was a two point two point five million um dollars or may have been pounds can't remember um was 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 nicked um and people who invested in that obviously they had no recourse that they, they couldn't get their money back and that's the problem that people have with cryptocurrencies and things based on cryptocurrency is that no one's in charge no one's looking after the the customers and the investors how did sport and football specifically become a market for cryptocurrency AP's Rob and Joey of The Athletic explain. Through a lot of both naivety and opportunity as well, you see something like Socios and the fan token starting to get sponsorships across football teams. And then one club will look to the other and think, well, if they've signed a deal, why shouldn't we? And then the deals start to stack up and then they get to sort of boast about the number of deals that they've, they've managed to um, clinch. And there's probably a bit of intrigue over it to start with. People think, oh, it's a bit of new technology and probably wanted to seem open-minded to transformation and some quite favourable media coverage at times with it being quite a hard area to understand and probably giving clubs the benefit of the doubt in the sense of, well, if a big team has signed up um, these crypto-linked companies as a sponsor, then why shouldn't they be um, be credible? But uh, obviously, as we sort of delve more into the world of cryptocurrency, as a lot of people have got to, it's football. That's probably helped to sort of shine the light on the volatility and, and unregulated nature of it. There's lots of people know about um, Bitcoin, but now this is everywhere in football. I mean, I think a key reason for that is, is the sport is camping down on gambling advertising and um, people want money desperately to kind of fill that hole and cryptocurrency is filling that gap and we're seeing lots of companies um sports bet which is a sort of crypto gambling company sponsors arsenal uh but the one i think you guys are interested in is socios which is a fan token now these are supposedly for fan engagement which you know all clubs including arsenal do lots of fan engagement you know rewards points um things like that this is a way of paying to have fan engagement, supposedly all these exciting ways of engaging with the club. Now, I've just looked on the app for Socios and there is uh, the last bit of fan engagement you had was in September when Arsenal played Tottenham. And it was just a vote saying, which is your favourite Arsenal goal against Tottenham? A list of five. Now, there was no videos. Um, you know, it's just basically a glorified sort of Twitter poll. There was nothing particularly exciting about it. I don't know why anyone would pay the privilege of voting on that poll. Um but people buy buy these tokens, and the sort of crazy thing is, which I did this long article on the Athletic in August, is that people are trading these. And if you look at the Arsenal coin, the token, it has steadily declined in price since it um, traded freely. Which looks to me like there are people who own lots of these tokens who are cashing them out and making profit. You know, so people are basically Arsenal is. I think football is almost peripheral to this. Football is being used as a way to legitimise this crypto trading frenzy. So. 
Arsenal Football Club kind of endorses these coins. You've got famous players next to them. And meanwhile, you've got this complex financial trading game going on with rich people somewhere making money off the back of the Arsenal brand is how I see it. Yeah, I mean, it's such a visible way of managing to sort of get people engaged with buying up these tokens and getting involved in blockchain as well. And, you know, just seeing as well the way that they try and market it originally Socios and still to this day is fan engagement, a way of actually getting the uh, the fans more involved in the running of the club. And certainly in the early times around when they were announcing sponsorships in the last year or so ago, perhaps people didn't sort of chip away at what exactly that fan engagement was. And you suddenly start to see it doesn't really amount to that much. You're not really getting a decision on anything significant. And as Arsenal fans in particular know, real fan engagement is things like the uh, the AGMs that used to be fully open. You need to see the discussion back and forth before going fully private under Stan Kroenke, whereas this is sort of buying the right to pick songs and things like that. And, uh, you know, the colour of a captain's armband. And you see them sort of overplay their hands at times, like at Leeds a few weeks ago, where they put out a vote on with the fan tokens. So anyone with them had the right to, to, to have a say on what the final song should be before Leeds go out to play. And obviously a lot of the Leeds fans saying, well, it's marching on together. That's what it always is. And then they make clearer. Oh no, actually it's the final song before they finish trading for the last time and then go back in before coming back out again. So you realize, well, it's, it's not really having much of a say in the decision-making of the club in any way, particularly in the year where we've seen teams go off and try to split and join Super Leagues. Arsenal, one of the clubs to get involved with the Socios club tokens. Joey picks up with that decision. Rob explains a recent run-in with the Advertising Standards Agency, while Arsenal Denmark Vice President Peter discusses his initial feelings when the club became linked with Socios. So both the company and Arsenal make money each time uh, the token is traded. There are sort of transaction fees. Um, when the initial coins were minted, Arsenal would have made loads of money. So I guess you could think, you know, this is good. This is revenue for the club. They can spend it on players and wages. Um, you know, the downside is the club is putting its names to something that is completely unregulated. Um, it could just go belly up at any point. Um, there are lots of people who are getting involved in this are in places like Turkey and Brazil, which is where you have, um, you know, we have high inflation, like 5% in the UK at the moment. Um, this idea of like inflation, you know, it's kind of an abstract idea if you live in Britain because inflation has been really low for years and years. But basically, you know, the money in your bank account is becoming worth less, right? If you just leave it there. In places like Turkey and Brazil, inflation is really high. So what this means is people are desperately seeking out investments to make money off because, you know, if you've got, I don't know, a thousand pounds and you're leaving your bank account in six months time, they'll buy you less. You're desperately thinking, where do I put it? Where do I put it? Now, in places like Turkey, people have found these crypto tokens are a good way of doing that potentially a few months ago, but it's so volatile that what you actually see a lot of on Twitter is angry Turkish people in Turkish having a go at football clubs and socios because their token has declined. You know, this is completely the Wild West. <laughs> like, the club can't control what the token does. People are getting into it because they think they can make money, but quite often they can't, and no one can really predict what these things are doing. And, you know, I- I'm not saying to people, like, this is terrible, you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying, if you want to get involved in, like, a deeply volatile, risky trading game, and you know what you're doing, uh, you know, go for it. I'm not, you know, I'm not telling people what to do with their money. But um, this idea that it's about being an Arsenal fan, I, I don't really understand how it is in any way. You know, paying for the right to vote on a poll that nobody cares about, about who scored the best goal against Tottenham. I mean, you can do that on Twitter for free. Yeah, you can probably understand maybe to some degree where it's such a new area that Arsenal as a club 
aren't exactly potentially sure how you do market uh, cryptocurrencies. I mean, if you were to go on the tube, you would see adverts for cryptocurrencies. So it would seem like just something that's become part of life. But then certainly the ASA is the advertising watchdog pointing out that actually it wasn't clear that the value investments is variable, crypto assets are unregulated. And one of the things we see is actually sort of spikes in the value of these um, Bitcoins in particular, the ones that um, are linked, say, to Arsenal. And no sense what happens at the end of the deal at all, um, depending on the length of this sponsorship. And obviously, it's linked to the cryptocurrency um, chillers, which um, you know buy and use to buy and sell the tokens. But what happens to the value of these tokens if the Socios deal with Arsenal ends? Suddenly, there is no value if there's no connection between Arsenal and um, and the tokens. Well, first off, I was uh, actually quite positive because uh, I am representing international fans at the Arsenal Fans Forum. And we were invited to a Fans Forum meeting where uh, the club was going to present uh, a fan engagement thing. So I'm very much into fan engagement. So my initial thought was, that sounds interesting. I'm very positive. And then they presented socios and the concept concept about fan tokens so gradually i became more skeptic and after the meeting i i started doing some research and read about it and since then i've just discovered that i don't think it's a good thing at all but how are the teams affected by the value of their club tokens and do performances on the pitch matter here joe discusses how clubs are largely risk-free while Joey explains the lack of tangible link to results and Peter expresses concerns over the damage the agreement could have on the club's reputation. I can't see there being any risk for a club at all, um, perhaps apart from reputational, if, if, if something goes wrong. But we know that 24 clubs across the five major European leagues have already signed up to either Socios or another company to do these tokens. And that's eight in the Premier League as well. So I think, yeah, the, the, on, the fa- on the face of it, I think it was Martin Calladine who said, um, described it as free money for the clubs um, with, no, with no sort of like effort needed. Um, I'm sure you need to have meetings and you need to talk about branding and things like that. But yes, basically what you're doing is you're saying to socios, yes, please, you can use our brand and you can sell these tokens and you can give us a certain amount of money for it. Um, the clubs don't really have to do much. They have to maintain their page on the socios app. And they have to perhaps come up with different incentives and, and bonuses for, 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 for token holders. But that's pretty much it. And we know from speaking to socios, they've made 270 million, between 270 million and 300 million dollars um, through selling their coins so far in, in football. We don't know, but they didn't say how much goes to the clubs. But looking at um, sort of the wider market, we know that at least 350 million dollars has been made by selling fan tokens across not just socios, but the other kind of two smaller players in this world. With any investment, it's, it's only a risk if you invest um, too much. Um, and if, if, you, if you buy the coins for what they really were intended for, then there's effectively no real risk because what, what socios and the clubs claim these coins are for is um, you, you buy some coins, you know, $15 a coin or whatever, or uh, token. I should stop saying coins actually because I think that the, the word is tokens. So you buy your tokens and um, 
you hold on to them. And the more tokens you have and the longer you hold them for, the, the bigger, biggest fan you are. And you get to vote on things and you get to go in for prize, prizes and things like that. Uh, but already, even if you just go on that kind of surface level um, basis of what these tokens are, there's problems, as has been previously been reported by other places. Um, you know, these, these tokens don't really give you very much. Some people would say that the, the incentives to hold on to them are, are just not good enough. So, for example, if you, you buy your Arsenal token, um, I think actually this was an Arsenal case. They said the vote this, this week is what song should we play when the team walk out on the pitch on the weekend or something like that. Um, and some people would say, hang on a minute, if I've, if I've bought and spent my money on, on these fan tokens, I should sort of get a bit more than that. There are some clubs who are doing more and socios have even said they would like to see clubs do more to, 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 to make it worthwhile. So I think PSG is a good example. I think they have actually had some, some of their token holders go into a prize for like a, a crazy trip where you get to go to the stadium and meet the players and stuff like that. So I think if you're a fan, that might, that might feel valuable to you, but there are lots and lots of clubs who don't seem to be offering very much at all. And then the other problem, of course, is that in truth, um, what the research shows, and we got some um, some statistics uh, and analysis from a company called Protos done for the BBC article that we wrote. Um, if you look at the way that the, these tokens are purchased and then traded, um, a lot of people aren't actually using them for what they're intended. It doesn't seem to be that many people are buying them and holding them. There, there seems to be quite a lot of movement where people are selling them and trading them. And I think you can't really blame the buyers and, and sellers in that, in that regard, because if you look at the Socios app, it's very much trade by by trade. You know, there's really prominent buttons on there, um, and the kind of the kind of journey that you go through on the app is very much one of um, let's let's look at the market, which tokens are doing well, which ones aren't, and let's perhaps try and make some money. And Socios said to us, and they keep saying this, you know, that actually no, that's not what the intention is. They think that um, these 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 tokens should be held and not traded. Um, but they don't seem to be interested in changing the design of their app. Yeah. Oh, and I will say, actually, um, on, in terms of the, the kind of losses that we're seeing, so we got a bit of, we got some number crunching done, and Man City and Lazio tokens, for example, have dropped the most in value. They're down, Lazio's down 70% since um, the club sold them at the, first, you know, the end of the first day of trading. So Lazio said... Hey, Lazio fans, we've got some, you know, a million tokens to sell. Here you go. They sell them at a certain price. And obviously that price then, then is on the open market, so it can go up or down. It's now down about 70%. Man City's down around 50%. That's being disputed, that figure by socios. But we haven't seen any evidence that, um, that points in any other direction. So if you are buying it in order to kind of hold on to it and make some money, it looks like it could be a bit of a bit of a risk. Um, but there's another really good sort of cautionary tale. I don't know if you know this, but... Um, in the NFT world, so if we look at the NFT side of it, sort of similar to tokens, um, they, and based again on the, the blockchain te technology, um, NBA in the USA, the National Basketball Association, I think that stands for, they started the whole NBA, uh, they started the whole NFT craze. They started selling little clips of, of, of you know, baskets being scored. Um, and it did really, really well. And it's made lots of money. It's, and it's, it is very popular. But if you look at those um, NBA uh, NFTs, they have gone down quite a lot. So again, this is research from Protos, and it shows that the value of these so-called top shot NFTs from the NBA, that's dropped by about 90% since early 2021. So 
that's the biggest risk, I suppose, for fans. If they are looking to buy a buy something that they think will hold its value or even increase its value, you just can't be certain of that. No, the two have no relation. So, for example, um, it's almost an inverse relation. So, when Atletico Madrid won La Liga, it was a, I don't know if you remember, there was a very dramatic ending to La Liga where it looked like any any club could win. And um, Atletico were kind of the favourites, but in the... Um, morning in the day of that event the, the price went up and up and up and up and the instant the win was confirmed the, the value plummeted and that's what happens in financial markets it's called buy the rumor sell the news like if you think a stock is going to do really well what you want to do is buy it low and then sell it high so that's what people are doing they're playing this trading game here but man city battered Leeds 7-0 the other night right they're both clubs with socios tokens what happened um, during that game the city token went down and the Leeds one went up this has got nothing to do with the movement on the pitch. This is to do with speculators and traders moving money around like deregulated uh, anonymous wallets that's baffling to people like me who spent months of my life looking into it. This is not tracking the performance of your club. Arsenal is just being used to legitimise all of this. This currency is not tracking how the team is doing on the pitch. This, this token actually has quite little to do with Arsenal Football Club. People should be free to engage with crypto cryptocurrency uh, I, i'm not into it and uh, and i think there are many things you can argue about it but i don't think it's right that to be engaged with arsenal as a fan through their official uh, fan engagement program you have to go into this cryptocurrency thing because you can see a lot of bad things here because first off you have to buy and it's a bit technical you have to buy the crypto asset called Uh, chilies and with that you can get an arsenal fan token and both have plummeted in value over the last month i mean the the fan tokens have uh, their value have halved over the last three months so many people are maybe into this as an investment i i saw the numbers it's less than 70,000 people who own 2 million fan tokens. So it's not like you and I can have a fan token and vote on equal terms with other fans because a few have all the voting power. So it's the rich get the more engagement. And and also the engagement is not that big of a thing. It's more like which song do you want to play at the end of an Arsenal game? So I'm not very much into it, you can hear. And I think the club shouldn't be engaged with uh, such dodgy companies, as I would call them. Socios are not something I think a, a club with tradition and class like Arsenal should be engaged with. So the relationship between club and coin provider clearly reaps benefit for both. But what about the humble football fan? Here, Peter, Joey and Rob offer a deeper insight into cryptocurrency and supporters. I think it's always a risk when you invite partners on. And and I can understand why they want to do it, but I don't think that they have thought it through enough. Because there are so many things in this that's just it's monetizing fan engagement because they know we are as fans, the perfect customers, because it's not like we are going to go out and support another club. So they have us 
hooked for life, more or less. And that's why it's worth the risk from their perspective. Yeah, and this, you know, I, I looked into this about Arsenal specifically, and Arsenal have, I think, quite a good, you know, reward system where you get points if you attend matches, you get points, and you can then even use them for things like League Cup matches, which is quite a tangible reward for your for your loyalty. You can enter competitions, you can win, um, you know, memorabilia or sign stuff for your loyalty points. You know, that all sounds, you know, good to me if you're a fan. That's rewarding loyalty. That's fan engagement. Great. Why you need to buy a cryptocurrency token to vote on a Twitter poll? I mean, there are there are rewards here. There are like I think um, people getting um, like you know a VIP ticket to a game for owning these tokens, which I guess you know there's nothing wrong with that. But that's a kind of pay to win reward system, which this isn't really being marketed as. It's being marketed as fan engagement and the fan engagement. There was something back in August. There was a vote that was like, what what music should the players walk on the pitch to? And like Ben White picked one, and like. The fans picked one, and you know, yeah, like if people want to spend money to vote on that, then great. I don't really get the impression from extensive conversations with fans of lots of clubs that any fans really care about that. Um, you know, fans would love to vote on, you know, who the next Arsenal captain will be, or who Arsenal should sign in the January transfer window, or what um, formation the manager will play. But obviously, clubs are never going to give away those rights because, you know, <laughs> you know, it could be hijacked by Tottenham fans. Or it's just generally a stupid idea to, you know, you would trust a manager to make those decisions, not the mob. Um, but that's not what's being offered here. I think they should eradicate the whole crypto asset thing and just give members an engagement portal. Because if you are a member of the club, you should be able to vote for stuff. And I think it's it's good fun that you can vote for which message should there be on the captain's armband or what music they should play at the Emirates. That's fun. And it's it's something that we as international fans can easily get engaged with. So that part uh, I'm all for because it, of course, doesn't matter in the big picture about uh, tactics or transfers or uh, who should be a uh, manager and so forth. But I think it is, it's, a good idea, but the whole thing about placing it in a crypto asset company is where it rubs me in the wrong way. These are the types of things that they shouldn't be charging fans for, or indeed decisions that there are groups of fans already paying a special fee to Arsenal and any other clubs to be members or to be season ticket holders. So you've got a natural group already who are paying into the club who could be given these extra say in the um, in the decision making. I mean, it's interesting sort of asking Socios about this after this ruling and just delving a bit more into the actual fan engagement that they do offer and um, saying, well, you're not really offering anything much meaningful. And they say, well, yeah, we're adding new features like match predictors, um, to which I said, well, how are match predictors getting fans a great say in the running of the club unless they're actually influencing the result? And, um, you know, the response back is saying, oh, actually, the match predictor features aren't meant to be giving fans a great say in the club. It's just to give them the opportunity to earn rewards and yeah some of these rewards are things like um, trips to training grounds we've seen at some clubs and yes but actually what's very hard to see is if there's any real hardcore fans who are actually buying into these tokens as they would get a season ticket they would become members uh, or in the old days of Arsenal perhaps have bought a share. But are there any positives? And what does the future hold for this seemingly in the balance alliance between football and cryptocurrency? Joey and Rob have the last word. 
these clubs are all desperately, you know, they think gambling sponsors might be banned in the next year or so. That looks like it's coming down the track. So the Arsenal have got a hole to fill. And, you know, very tangibly, if you if you have less money coming in, you've got less to spend on players and chasing Champions League places. So, and it's, it's, it's perfectly legal because there's virtually no legal framework around any of this. So I guess that will justify it to people, you know, and maybe people do want to spend real money on the chance to vote on polls about, you know, what music um, players should listen to before the match. I've personally not ever spoken to someone who's interested in done that, but by all means, like, you know, message me on Twitter if that's if that excites you, because I'd love to tell the other side of the argument. Yeah, in many ways, it's not actually football's fault. It needs the authorities and government to step in to actually regulate cryptocurrency more because, you know, even colloquially people talking in the last couple of years in particular about, oh, well, these cryptocurrencies and should you invest in them, the value could be going up. Well, obviously it fluctuates and probably it's one of those areas a lot more guidance is, uh, is needed and perhaps regulation from, you know, governments and authorities to actually ensure people effectively aren't, don't end up losing money uh, when believing that there's investment there. And, uh, and for football fans, it's putting money in perhaps n- with no certainty they'll get anything back out of it at the end of it. Thank you to all of the contributors and we hope your understanding of the world of cryptocurrency and the role it now holds in football has been improved. Please remember to rate and review the Arsenal Beats wherever you listen to your podcasts and normal service will be resumed in the aftermath of the visit of Manchester City on New Year's Day. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year and stay safe.